It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, a show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am doing very well today. It's um, actually quite beautiful and sunny here in St. John's, so we're enjoying the change. So you stole it from us. We've had torrential rain this afternoon. It's been like yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's that that's normal my normally my world it's normally the opposite east coast all right <laughs> and in the guest spot we're happy to have canadian hard rock band uh villavent um how are you doing villavent i'm good how are you guys great to uh doing well and uh, great to have you on the show we're happy to have some hard rock on the show yeah <laughs> thanks so a, much for having me this is a a complete honor. A, i'm excited a bit of a twist for us so that's great um and for everyone else uh, please send your comments and questions to at song talk radio on facebook or instagram or feedback at songtalk.ca for the email and we'll share your thoughts on the show and please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode and to find links to resources we mentioned and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature and uh before we get uh, to our guest song tonight uh just uh, an, uh another reminder about our very soon upcoming uh, songwriting challenge ah. for 2023 which is now we're like halfway through 2023 so what time we get this thing rolling <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know uh so the songwriting challenge in case you don't know is is to write a song in a mode or uh, an unusual mode or mode you're not familiar with and uh we're very happy um to receive some uh, we, we continue to receive some uh challenge um songs from our listeners amazing stuff um, which is which is really great and um you we encourage you guys to continue to send them in we will literally do as many episodes as we need to do to get everyone's songs featured on on the podcast so absolutely we love our listeners so we're happy to do that yeah and some of the songs have just been great too so yeah. um yeah but even if the song isn't completely finished or you know it doesn't have to be fully polished and produced and all that it could just be you want a guitar, and that's totally fine. Yeah, record it on your phone. As long as you know, as long as we get the lyrics, the chords, and and it's you know relatively um, intelligible. Yeah, <laughs> you can so understand much. as long as we can tell what the song is, and that's that's all we really need. It does not have to yeah. be fully produced at at all. Um, that is true. Yeah. How, how about you, Villain? Do you ever do songwriting challenges? Um, I do more so like for myself, like I challenge myself when it comes to songwriting and, um, a lot of the time I'll probably dabble in this, um, more so when we talk, uh, in this podcast, but like a lot of the time I like to write about other people's experiences in life. And I very rarely like write about myself and like what I'm experiencing. So I take the challenge and like write about issues that I'm having at the time. And sometimes I'm like, I don't really want to write about that. Like, you know, it's some, sometimes it's dark or whatever, and I feel like it should be kept to myself, but I take the challenge and just kind of write about what I'm thinking. And um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. yeah that, that's very cool. And, and that's what we say too, is that, you know, you, you can, you can always take a challenge from us or from Toronto Songwriters Association. They do a monthly one. Um, our, our friend Chad Shang from Minnesota is, is starting doing songwriting challenges this year. Like he's, he's doing a one that's like a week long. You have to write a song in a week, um, coming oh, up wow. and, and everything. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities out there if you want to, you know, get a song from an external, um, place where mm -hmm. someone assigns you something, but 
every time you write a song, you're essentially giving yourself a challenge. And as soon as you say, I'm going to write a song about this or yeah. about another person or about something, you're, 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 you're limiting the parameters from which your create, creative box is going to be playing in and, yeah. and you go and you go from there. So we're always kind of putting, putting a challenge towards ourselves, whether, whether that challenge is designed to, you know, sort of make you grow as a songwriter is maybe another question. Yeah. So that's, that's hopefully what we do with, with our challenges is put you in a, in a slightly uncomfortable place and, yeah. and we'll, we'll push you. <laughs> you know, the best songs come out when you're like in the most uncomfortable place, <laughs> really pulls like some stuff that you don't even think about out of you. And it creates like magic. Yeah, so that's true. Very true. Okay. Um, and um, and of course, once again, you can you can visit songtalk.ca and on the sidebar there, um, songwriting challenge 2023, a whole bunch of um uh, of uh, things, uh, resources on there. I actually just saw a video and I added a video to the to the to that page over the over the weekend. Um a new uh, YouTuber I, I discovered um who goes through a lot of theory stuff and she was analyzing um you ought to know Alanis Morissette's you, oh, yeah. you ought to oh, know yeah. and all the modal stuff that's going on in that song is rife with like changing modes and borrowing oh, modes chords and everything and she analyzes the the bejeebers out of it and it's a really good analysis of Dorian not Dorian a little bit of this a little bit it's kind of oh, cool it's a very cool very cool thing so definitely check that out on the on our website um, and um, another article I saw, um, nine ways you can use chat GPT for your music. Um, this is on the Disc Makers blog. Um, kind of an interesting little read. Um, they explain a little bit about how chat GPT works and all the uh, and all the nine ways that, that you can use chat GPT to generate song lyrics and music composition ideas, draft your press releases for your uh, electronic press kit, um, explain complex contracts or terms, assist with business management, time management, marketing help. Um, production, music production insights, even even mixing tips, um, and uh, and getting feedback on your songs <laughs> from ChatGPT. Cool. I guess <laughs> how well any of those things work. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Listeners, if you want to try any of that. Um, As of yet, I have not been able to get a lot of success with any of this AI stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I. It never seems to quality never seems to be very good. No, and maybe I don't know how to use it well enough yet. Uh, there is one AI. Well, I don't. Everyone says things like, "Oh, it's it's artificial intelligence," and sometimes I'm not really sure if it if it truly is. Mm. Like it's a bit of a buzzword, uh, you know, a buzzword everyone's using. Mm. But there's a um, at uh, Mike uh, Mix Check Studio um, dot. Roexaudio.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. You upload your uh, mix to the site, and it kind of gives you an idea about, you know, whether or not there's not enough uh, dynamics or too much dynamics, you know, whether, whether the mix is too um, trebly or too bassy and that kind of thing. It's that's been kind of interesting. I think uh, Neil, you uploaded something. Yeah, I, I uploaded my my current draft of my of my songwriting challenge song, which I have not mixed at all yet. It's a mess, right? And and it was mostly right. It, it you know it basically gave me feedback as a mess. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's it, it, it's an okay thing, I guess. If you know, 
I suppose it depends on how much how much you can analyze your own stuff, and then you're going to come to the same conclusion. Maybe it's just you know confirming what you already know, or it's pointing yeah, out a couple of things yeah, um, you don't know. I, I I did try using ChatGPT for the lyrics for my song songwriting challenge, and it came up with the most vanilla. Like I gave it the theme, I gave it with the most vanilla bland lyrics I ever heard in my life. I was like, I would never write this. It has nothing to do with me. It's not it has my twist on it, but it gave me an excuse to do a bad first draft because I kind of took. Chat GPT's lyrics and then developed a melody and then went back and rewrote the lyrics. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's well, so, that works. It's know, a tool it, that works. It's a tool. It's a tool. It's just like any other. So you can use it. You can, you can, and then that's what they say in this article too is that at the end of the day, you're still the boss. Like you still are the creator yeah. of your of your art. So you get to decide what's what and you can take everything that Chat GPT says with a grain of salt. For now. For now. <laughs> until, they, <laughs> until the robots take over. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite imminent i fear okay yeah. <laughs> um, all right tonight oh oh one one other um uh celebrity news um bill tony bennett yes yeah, uh, the, um, the amazing tony bennett passed away and who's had an incredible uh career starting from you know, like um, the the fifties and the sixties was actually, I think, almost 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 at one point, and then his son took over his career, and then you know, really came roaring back and did some stuff with uh, Lady Gaga, and uh, just an amazing vocalist. If you want to, uh, you know, hear a great vocalist who can, like, he wasn't a songwriter, and he just mm. he just interpreted people's songs, but. Um, Listen to he, how he hits the, the ends of those words. They're mm. just masterful and wonderful. And it's, I mean, he, he was 94, so he had a good life. But, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, very sad. My our condolences go to his family and his fans. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Thanks, Phil. Um, yes. Okay. So tonight uh, we're happy to speak um, to uh, Villavant about her song, Drown. And here's a little taste. a Canadian hard rock artist who started music at the very young age of three. First with the piano and then picking up the guitar and developing her voice along the way, Villavin grew like grew a strong liking to rock music. After receiving the juried sound recording grant from Factory Canada and the help of producer Sam Gowana, uh, Villavin released the full-length EP Running On Empty. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, Villavin. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. This is amazing. And then you just in reference to our songwriting writing challenge, you know, we're talking about modes and hard rock or metal. They, they're, they're infamous for using those really, really dark modes. Oh, Frigid, Frigid yeah. and Locrian and all those, all those bad boys. Oh, yes, for sure. I love those modes, man. Like, yeah. So I, I think that's why I gravitate towards that, like hard rock music to begin with, because most of the time some pop music and, you know, every kind of 
genre music has they use the same kind of modes and stuff here and there but rock really like focuses on those darker tones and stuff and i just like really gravitate towards that i don't know if that says something about me <laughs> but like i just think it's really cool and just like kind of mysterious oh we can't hear you phil oh sorry i had my mute um do you have um do you uh purposely write in modes or do you just sort of write music and it happens to be in modes or do you sort of explore them on purpose uh i just write it and it so happens to be in modes so i don't like you know think of one thing i'm like okay i want to write it in this mode i just like for drown for example i was listening to a lot of like nine inch nails and um deaf tones and like the darker like new metal kind of bands and those bands just so happen obviously to use a lot of those uh modes and i really just gravitate towards it and i wrote drown like in the midst of covid actually in the beginning of covid so um you know we were all kind of in there in our dark place we were battling with whatever and drown yeah like i just the the whole concept about it the lyrical um content and stuff just it felt right to write like a darker kind of song like that. And um, yeah, like it just kind of so happened to be, this is kind of how it turned out. I wasn't really thinking about, okay, I want to write in this mode or anything like that. Do you know what mode Drowned is in? Um, I actually don't. Like I just, when it comes to songwriting, I'm just like, okay, this is the thing. I hand it to my guitar player, which we kind of songwrite together. Okay. And he kind of like comes up with like other like, elements to put into the song um and we kind of song right back and forth like that and that's kind of how i make music i don't really think about like the actual technical aspects of it mm -hmm. i just whatever comes in my head it depends on where i am at the time if i'm working i actually get a lot of song ideas when i'm working for some reason and i don't have access to a computer or a piano or my guitar or anything i just hum it like on my phone and use like a voice memo to make sure i don't forget it and then when I get home or whatever, I kind of experiment on the key, usually on the keys. And then I pick up the guitar afterwards because the piano is my first instrument. And um, that's kind of how I write. Are you starting with melodies mostly or lyrics or um, melodies? Yeah. So basically it depends on the song, really. Like sometimes lyrics come first with Drown, for example, the melody came first. The chorus actually was the first thing that came. And mm. it was again when I was working and it was a time where I felt like I wasn't being appreciated um, of the work that I was doing. Mm. And I felt like I was like, OK, why am I here? You know, like, yes, OK, I'm getting paid whatever amount. But like, do they really appreciate the work that I'm doing and like the effort I'm putting into my job? and um and other things too that i was thinking about at the time and like the, the whole chorus kind of came to me like i feel my head under the water as you push upon my shoulders like it's almost like you want me to drown kind of thing and uh the melody for the chorus just automatically came to me i'm like okay this is like really catchy and i could definitely use this to my advantage and that day like i remember like recording in the back of my workplace like humming it so I didn't forget. And then I, that night, sorry, I came back home and I like figured it out on the piano and that's, and then obviously the verses and the bridge and stuff came afterwards, but the chorus was the first thing that came to my mind when I was, you know, first kind of writing that song. 
and, and that was lyric intact like i was with the lyric not just uh yeah like the, well the um, lyrics weren't 100 percent finalized they were just kind of like random words that i had in there to mm. um figure out like the the main melody like usually i don't have lyrics on the top of my head i hum like just random words that don't make any sense at all like mm. i forget what my first draft was it was probably like i feel my head under the water something coming with me like just stupid <laughs> random words i knew like feel my head under the water was something i wanted in the chorus but the other words i just made up just to put there so i know like what the melody was going to be like and then after the melody was created i like sat down and really like figured out what i wanted to say and that's kind of how i that came to be mm -hmm. with metal i think a lot of people assume metal is all you know, it's riff based, like it starts off with a guitarist coming up with a cool riff because a lot of metal does have that. Yeah. But it sounds like you're mostly uh, working from melodies as opposed to just, you know, cool jams with a band. Yeah. I mean, for me, like Villavent is like my stage name, but we're also a collective. Um, again, with songwriting, I come up with the main like again, melody skeleton of a song. And then my guitar player, me and him, we just go hand in hand. We are on the same page when it comes to like what we're kind of going for. So it's really easy to work with them. Plus we listen to the same music. So it's like, okay, this I want to sound like nine inch nails. Okay, I understand. Like, it's just mm. so easy to work with them. Um, and my other guys too, but yeah, like since my main instrument, well, my first instrument is piano. It's kind of funny. When I was first starting to write, I didn't play guitar. And I write rock music. So the way I wrote, it was kind of funny. I remember going back into the studio back in, um, the first time I went to the studio back in 2016. And I brought a bunch of demos to the producer at the time. And it was just piano chords. And the way I played it was so dramatic and like musical theater kind of, because I'm like, it's kind of like a Michael Jackson way of doing things. Like I basically, yeah. <laughs> like I had, um the bass notes of the piano okay this is what i want the bass to be like and i was playing like doo -doo 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 -doo, like random shit and then same with guitar and drums like i had a drum midi pad and i just kind of like fooled around with it um but yeah like the way if i can find those demos it would be kind of hilarious to look back at it <laughs> but yeah they just sounded so dramatic because i didn't know how to play guitar but i i had in my head what i wanted the guitar to sound like so it was very very dramatic um, but now i play guitar so now <laughs> most of the time i actually write with the acoustic or electric and um now like i'm writing new material that i'm going to be taking to the studio soon before i go on tour again um but now i'm more so focusing on making riffs like you said mm -hmm. and like really honing in like a really cool catchy like dark punk rock metal kind of riff and then I make a song from the riff. Usually the riff mm. like is placed in the bridge or like a solo section, like underneath the solo. Um, but yeah, like now it's like trying to figure out riffs in the guitar is so fun. And since I dropped to basically almost all my songs, like um, Drowns in D and uh, well D standard and then uh, moving forward, which is also on the album, is in uh, drop C. So it's very, oh, wow. very low tunings. Down there, um, yeah. But it makes it so much fun to like make like cool riffs because it's just so dark and like, I don't know. I like <laughs> it. It's really fun. Yeah. Are you using like uh, baritone guitars or just? Um, um, so I don't have a baritone, but my guitar player, he uses his um, PRS baritone guitar in Valley. Cool. 
and nice. yeah, it's really cool. I don't have a baritone, but I can get by with my Gibson Explorer and my SG. But my Explorer hates the <laughs> my Explorer hates the down tuning. But is, is that, is that is, is the baritone? Is that an eight string guitar? Like you get the extra low end on that, or is that? Um, no, it's just you can put thicker strings on it. Um, the oh, one okay. I use is like an F hole one. So it, it creates like a deeper resonance and stuff like oh, that. Gotcha. Okay, um, okay. You can get cool. ones with like eight strings or whatever, but we just use the typical six string. Guitars. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 there's also a certain special something about hard rock, heavy metal band with female lead singer. I mm-hmm. think because of all those dark tones and stuff, the higher voice can actually cut through it in a way that they, they guys, yeah. you know, some guys can, but you know, but generally, you know, the guys are down yeah. here and, and and you can sing a little bit, a little bit higher. Is that, I don't know, is, is that, is that something like when you get together with the band, you guys are arranging stuff in, 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 in that kind of manner? Like to arrange stuff that fits my like vocal style. Yeah, because because like, like like especially with 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 this one song, like like you say, like you you wrote the melody of the chorus first, and it really yeah. it really shines through. Like the, the, the instrumentation is fairly dark and heavy, mm-hmm. right? But still, the vocal still shines through. And I don't think it's just a matter of the mix where the vocals just boosted a little bit. That may be a part of it, but it's also the the melody and everything like that just kind of just kind of pops yeah. out. And I, I just, I, I'm just, I just had that thought in my head that I wonder how this would have flown with like a guy vocalist. Yeah, I mean, you know? like it's funny because I used to be in a cover band back in like the day before COVID and stuff, and a lot of the songs that I had to sing were by male vocalists, like you know, mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses and Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin, and all that stuff. But those guys had really high voices in general. Yeah, they, they, well, yeah, so, they, they're all tenors anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's almost like okay, this is made for me anyways. I don't have to raise it up like two octaves or whatever. Um <laughs> but for for drown, for example, if a guy were to sing, I guess they would just lower it an mm-hmm. octave or something. Mm-hmm. But for me, like when it comes to like actually writing like the vocal melody, I always just tend to write something that's like not like I know my range so I know like where my voice sits com- comfortably when I'm writing so it's not like I'm yeah for example my weakest point I guess when it comes to singing is my lower register I'm not like a low singer I tend to go very very high and like scream almost and but like lowing like reaching those lower notes like I gotta say in the beginning of drown it's like that's probably yeah like kind of tethering on like my lowest kind of range that i can hit um same with like valleys and stuff if you heard that song but uh yeah i seem to just write something that's just comfortable in my range i'm not like forcing anything out that i'm struggling with um but yeah i don't know if that answers your question (laughs) yeah sort of just a thought i had i don't know how i don't know <laughs> do you do you find you have to do you find sort of you, that you move because uh, I know sometimes uh, when people are writing songs and I do this all the time because you just like you're playing on a guitar and you have this cool riff and then the riff tends to be either too you know just in the wrong spot for your um, for your range mm-hmm. do you wind up sort of moving the key around sort of like up and down a bit like you know a couple of like a tone or to sort of find the range or you basically just nail it i kind of just i kind of know like where i want my voice to sit to begin with like i don't know if i've ever actually had a song where i had to raise the key or lower the key i think me okay 
this is kind of a different topic, but like when I'm singing the songs live, for example, this is more so a tuning purpose thing, but like for running on empty and, um, Run on Empty and Narcissistic Entity, which is also on the album. Um, those, so Run on Empty, like the way it's recorded on Spotify, it's in um, E flat. And then we we actually down to it, tune it to like D standard. Um, not, not saying I can't sing it the way it's recorded on the album. It's just more so because we don't want to bring like five guitars on stage. <laughs> Rather just have like the two that are set in D standard, the one that's set in drop C and, you know, one that's a, a standard tuning right. um which i think i only have two songs that are written in standard which is crazy to me but um yeah like i mean i just kind of know like where my voice sits and uh when it comes to performing live we do that um for tuning but sometimes it helps with my, the vocals too because you know it's a long set my songs are always really high so it's good to me lower in a key and yeah i don't know um yeah i guess to answer your question, um, I when it comes to writing the song initially, I, I kind of know like where my voice needs to sit. And we don't usually have to go back unless like the producer has an idea and they're like, oh, let's speed it up or let's raise it up an octave. You can hit it higher or something like usually that's not the case, but sometimes they have those ideas that I don't come up with. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I just kind of know usually. Mm. Okay, um, why don't we take a listen to the whole song and um, then we'll talk about it some more. Sure. i 
Very cool. Very nice. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Did the song go through um, many changes as it went from working with the band and going into the studio with the producer? That's a good question. So actually, the way we do demos, we do a lot of pre-production before we even get to the studio. Um, I remember when I first thought of the song and wrote like just like a really crappy, I call it crappy skeleton of the song. Um, it usually goes through three demos, three different demos. The last one is like the final one. Okay, it's a studio ready kind of thing. And the way, like the producers that I've worked with in the past, they kind of, they help with songwriting, but they're more so like, okay, give us a finished product, like finished demo. And I'll add like my input here and there, but we don't want to like interfere too much with like your vision of the song, which I think is pretty good because you know, when you're a songwriter, nice. you're like, I'm really stuck with this part. I don't want to let it go. And some some producers are like, no, we need to get rid of this or, you know, put their input, which sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like, as the artist, you're so like just married to like your ideas and you don't want to yeah. like let go of them. Well, it, it really um, depends. It really depends on the producer. It depends on the, depends yeah. on the artist too. Like what, what, yeah, you, what sure. your expectations, whatever. But what, what I'm actually curious about, about the three drafts, the, the three, the three okay. demos, yeah, what, sure. what happened in between those three? <laughs> Yeah, so um, the song, when we first brought into the studio, was actually five minutes long. So we cut down the song. Like, we have, have a habit of making things way too long. That's, like, one thing. Um, so we kind of knew going in that, okay, he's probably going to cut it down to, like, a three-and-a-half-minute kind of song, which is, like, the basic song uh, time frame these days, unless you're a tool and you want to go to, like, a 10-minute journey. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, for like commercial radio music, I guess it's three and a half minutes or up to four. Um, so the first draft um, was just piano, guitar, um, my vocals uh, are really, I don't have a bass guitar. So I use my guitar for a bass and I just mm -hmm. put like a really like a deep effect on it to make it kind of sound like a bass. And then I put like some really not good mini drums, but to get the idea kind of thing. And then I sent it to my guitar player, Matt. And he, first of all, he was like, this is like the best song you've ever written. This is so good. I love the idea. I think it's great. And um, I think he was the one who, I don't know. I'm trying to remember because it was so long ago, but I think I didn't put the electronic drums in the beginning, but I kind of hinted at the fact that, hey, we should do some like electronic elements in the beginning because I my uh, main inspiration for the song was like Nine Inch Nails or something. And Nine Inch Nails, obviously, they're more industrial when it comes to that stuff. So mm -hmm. I was like, maybe we should experiment with something else. Like instead of having like a live acoustic drum sound, we can do like a more of like a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, pop, not pop, but like, I guess industrial metal kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. So the second demo was the electronic drums at the beginning. Um, everything that I had in the previous demo, but more defined. And, um, he added some riffs in there that I didn't have in the first demo. And, um, it was like, there was like a part in the last chorus where we like dragged the chorus on three, like, it was like how the chorus, the last chorus is now. Um, we had like three different choruses in the last chorus, if that makes sense. So it went on like three times as long as it should have. Um, but that it stayed for a while until we went to the studio. And then the set, the third demo was um, 
again, uh, me submitting my vocals to him, like a more defined vocal take, um, backing vocals, harmonies, doubles, all that stuff without, I hate sending him vocals without any effects. It's so, I'm like, it's so like stripped naked, you know? Yeah. Um, he's like, he takes it, he puts the effects on it or whatever, um, fine tunes everything to make it sound as good as a demo should be before a studio or whatever. And yeah, so the last demo was just everything kind of like, it's just basically studio ready. Like it mm. could be released that kind of ready. Uh, and then we take it to the studio and then obviously the first thing the producer said was let's cut it down. It's way too long. And we cut the, the last chorus out, um, a couple like bars and stuff. And we cut actually the breakdown parts where I sing, what if I become that part initially how we had it before when I like, I initially wrote the song, it was like, um, what if I become what if I be cool? What if I be cool? So I sing it three times and he's like, maybe not sing it three times and just do just one take because that's a lot for you and for probably the listener too. And I was like, yeah, I get that. Let's cut it. So that also made the song shorter. And yeah, like not a lot was really changed aside from just cutting the song down and taking parts away that really weren't necessary. Um, but yeah, I think that's basically it. Like from the first demo, which was just a basic skeleton of uh, basic drums, basic guitars, basic bass, and my vocals, to the third demo, which was like studio ready, guitars are defined, riffs are defined, um, backing vocals, harmonies, everything like that was defined. And then going into the studio, um, making things like just basically making what we had, um, putting some effects in the background to really add more darkness to the song and just cutting some parts that weren't really necessary. So there was no, um, sorry, sorry, I can fill that. But so you so you re, you read you redid the vocals in the studio. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was thinking, wow, those are home, yeah, home I, recorded vocals. That'd be awesome. Well, the home vocals were very much like that, but they were just demo vocals, like how a demo vocal is very kind of compressed and hmm. not a lot of effects or anything like that, just kind of laid bare, whatever. You get the idea, um, and that's kind of how we do things. But obviously, and then. I don't know, this is probably just really off topic with Drown, but I don't know if you've heard my song Stuck, which is on the mm -hmm. album as well. Um, the piano in that part was actually a piano that I made for the demo. I didn't re-record the piano. He used it right from the demo. He's like, mm -hmm. you don't even need to like re-record this. Like it's perfect the way it is. So he just nice. grabbed it from the demo. Like there's some instances like that where it's like, okay, there's some effects and some stuff you have in your demos that like you really don't need to re-record. Let's just grab it from the demo. I'll define it a little bit more, add some effects or reverb or something. And then we're good to go, which made all of our jobs a lot more easier. And it cut down on like some of the time, you know? So, so between those demos, there was no um, tweaking of lyrics, melodies, anything like that? Like even before the first demo, was the writing was um, solid? <laughs> Yeah, like for, when it comes to like uh, lyrics and stuff like that, um, I know in my life there was a couple, um, it was the part like, um, I hear the voices as they call, I see the eyes that watch me fall. Um, that was the producer that came up with that, uh, mm -hmm. those lyrics. At first I had this 
I don't even remember what I had before, but it was something that was like too many, too many words. That's, that's what it was. It was like too many words in this. Let's cut it down, simplify it, but um, make the same point kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we, he came out with that and just like maybe taking out a word or adding a, a word kind of thing, but he didn't actually, um, re, we didn't rewrite like lyrics, lyrics or anything like that. It was just like, so what about how about, how about your own process when you're writing the song? Do you, do you go through many edits of the lyric or? Oh, does yeah, it all kind absolutely. Of yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, like it depends on the song again, but like sometimes I take a day, write out like a draft of my first draft of lyrics. And then the next day I have to take a break. Cause I, I'm just so focused on that song. I have to take a break the next day. I'll come back to it and read it over again and i'll be like okay so i don't need to say that this is way too long cut down this word cut down this word and maybe add this kind of thing and then i throw it away again for another day and i come back to it and i'm like okay and then like finalize a couple other things that maybe i didn't i didn't uh think of the last like the last day or whatever and then um usually like it's a pretty easy process like i kind of know I know what I want to write about. Um, I have kind of like a storyboard of like ideas before I actually even end up writing a song. So I kind of know what points to write about, I guess. Um, And then it's just a matter of like finding the right words. I use um, rhyme zone a lot (laughs) as Mm -hmm. any songwriter does. Um, Great. And yeah, that's kind of like my process. Mm -hmm. So you storyboard. That's an interesting approach. How does that work? So for Drown, for example, like I, I grabbed like a notebook and I just like brainstormed like, okay, what, this sounds so morbid, but like, what, what makes you feel like you're drowning in life kind of thing? And I mm-hmm. put down ideas like people who have control over me, um, people who don't appreciate my work and, you know, just like, like kind of more morbid ideas, but like, just what should I, what should I write about? Like, what does drowning mean to me? Like metaphorically speaking. So that's kind of what I did for, for drow, like just writing down like concepts, ideas to play on the theme of drowning, you know? So I kind of know like, Hey, this verse I want to talk about, um, like the people in my life that are pushing me down. That's gonna what I'm gonna write about in this verse. Uh, this verse I'm gonna write about like um, feeling like I'm floating because nobody's there to hold me down, um, hold me down to like Earth's gravity. Like I feel like I'm just kind of like floating in life. Nothing's happening. Like you know I'm just kind of like whatever. This is also during COVID when nothing was happening. So I mm-hmm. felt like I was literally floating. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I I do that. Yeah, because I mean, there's, I mean, lyrically, this this is a really interesting song for me too. But uh, well, not not even just lyrically, but like I like, I really like how verse one and verse two are are different enough in that you gave yourself lots of space between the lines and within the lines to be able to play with you know, being a little bit more wordy, being a little less wordy, extending mm-hmm. the line, having having a slightly different melody shape, because it's yeah. not, you know, it's not the same rhyme structure. It's not this, it's not no. exactly the same structure at all. Right. So it's, it's kind of, it, it's kind of interesting how it, how it evolves like that. Um, mm-hmm. I love the chorus. It's super catchy. Um, and, and, and I really like the, the kind of like, like, my interpretation of the lyric is that it's all that it's not all, but it's 90%, you know, external factors, like what someone else is doing to you. Yeah. Right. And all the influences of the thing, but there's a little bit of like your pre-chorus, what have I done? 
what yeah. have I, I become, which puts the agency back on on you as as yeah. the songwriter. And then, you know, I think I'll have an I think I think I'll have another breakdown. Like it's almost deliberate, you're gonna have a breakdown. It's almost yeah. on purpose, right? <laughs> so it's no longer the external thing, but it's, it, which yeah. which which is really which is really kind of kind of nice in terms of a, a balanced approach as opposed to you know playing the blame game where it's someone else's fault yeah. the entire time. What's mm -hmm. what's my role in this in 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 drowning? Like what am I doing to make myself drown? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, like, what have I become? Like, I'm kind of also uh, playing on the fact, like, what have I done? I've been like this way for a while. What have I done? Like, why, why am I here? How did I get here? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's more just like mentally, like thinking of like how I can get out of this headspace. So that's what that basically yeah. means. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, I love the pre-chorus and like that to something that really just jumped out at me. It's a, it's a fantastic bit of music. Was that from, was that like part of the original um, sketch, like, you know, demo one or was, was that added the, on? Um, like, what have I done? What have I become? Yeah. Um, that was always in there. Yeah, it's, that's, that's just such a hooky part. It's great. And, 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 and it's a really you good pre-chorus in that, it, in that when the chorus drops, like the tension is there. Yes. Right? Yeah, the, the, the I mean, tension, the pre-chorus builds the tension more. And then when that chorus drops, yeah. it's just fantastic, right? I love like you'll probably notice this or you probably have noticed it since listening to my stuff. Like I love just building suspense before a chorus. Like it's very much mm -hmm. like my thing. And sometimes like pre-choruses are not needed. Like sometimes just verse right into the chorus mm -hmm. and that that's fine. Sometimes the chorus starts a song, you know, like there's so many different ways to approach a song. Like it's fun in a way because again it's like a challenge it's like okay so should i start the song like with the chorus or like with like an intro or with a riff or with the first verse like right into the first verse like there's so many different ways to approach a song um and i just find it like so much fun and just like it gives me like you know this like feeling of also the fact that people love the music too like the feedback that i've been getting is just so mm -hmm. wonderful and oh, yeah. Um, it makes me feel grateful because people actually like what I'm doing. I'm not just doing it because, well, I love it. That's why I'm doing it. But it's good to hear that other people kind of relate to the content. And um, yeah, like they vibe to it as well. What was so nice for me, and I realize this is also, you know, there's lots of different styles of metal. And we yeah. really haven't done metal justice. It's just because people tend to come on, just don't tend to do that. Um but there is kind of metal that's out now, and I'm, I'm sensing that it's kind of maybe becoming a little bit passe, but where everything is time aligned. So it's just they've like, is it the math metal? They've quantized the life out mm -hmm. of it. Like and very produced kind of thing. Is that like what you're? Yeah. yeah. And this, and this actually sounds like a band playing. Mm -hmm. You know, as opposed to a bunch of stuff which is just time aligned. Because when you time align stuff, it just loses the energy. And rock is all about oh, emotion. All about and, uh, emotion. You know, it's all about the hips, you know? Yeah. And I guess going off of that, um, going back to my song Stuck, when he pulled the uh, piano from the demo, initially in his mind, he wanted to program piano. Uh, during the song and for me I didn't like that because 
A, I heard it and it sounded just too fake to me. I wanted the feeling of the piano, the dynamic of which like where I'm pressing the keys and I'm using like doing crescendo, decrescendo, like just, you know, different things to really add depth into the song. And with programming, like anything, drums, uh, keys, guitars or whatever, like you can add an element of like different dynamics and stuff of course you can now like it's crazy what you can do um but you just lose the the feel like the human feel of that of the mm. person playing the instrument so right when he, yeah like right when he showed me what he had in mind for piano i'm like no i either play the piano or you take what's from the demo and he's like he went back to the demo and isolated the piano tracks and he's like actually you're right because like it definitely feels better like having that piano you know yeah, and sometimes you, you do a live performance, even if it's a little snippet piece of that, you can never recreate that no matter how hard no. you try. Because no. because because the first instance of that, you weren't trying, you were just doing. Yeah, and exactly. As soon as you start trying to do, you don't do anymore. You just end up trying. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Didn't Yoda say that? Yeah. Why not? Do. Is that a Yoda line? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. There's another Star Wars reference. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do not try yeah. something yeah. or I forget mm -hmm. the, what he actually said. To be or not to be? Is that just. No, no, it was, it was, it was, it, 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 Luke Skywalker was like, I'll give it a try. And he's like, try not do. Yeah, do. Right. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. I think it was, there is no try. There is only do. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. That? yeah. You call yourselves a Star Wars fan. I've seen that in a long time. I haven't watched that movie in forever. <laughs> it's the idea that counts, man. Exactly. There you go. I have a Yoda shirt. You know, he's my he's my guide. My guide in life. He's so he's full of wisdom, you know. Oh, yeah. My first cat was named Yoda. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Did the band like attract this live or was it sort of all overdubbed? Um, like the way we recorded in the studio? Yeah. Um, no. So basically we did each part separately on the guitar. He did his guitar parts um, first, like a, like a couple days guitar, a couple days bass. Um, we did vocals before we actually did the drums, uh, coincidentally. Usually it's kind of weird because... Um, the way that I'm used to recording things before I went with Sam was uh, the drummer plays first. That's usually what it is. Like the drum, it's the first day, first few days is drummer because they get the basic beats done. Uh, and then, but he he was like game set on doing guitars first and just the guitars mm. playing to um, a click and mm. some like sense or something so we can understand where we are in the song. Um, but like, yeah, it was really interesting the way he did things. And like, I understand kind of now why, because at the end of the day, like when you're first walking into the studio and you're tracking drums, like what if like the melody changes or that we, we add an extra line or something, then we have to retract the drums all over again. Yeah. So it makes sense. Huh. Um, but yeah, I guess to answer your question, we did guitars. I think the guitars took, um, for the first round, anyways, we went back to the studio again the next year to record the rest of the songs. But the first half, the first block of songs was Drown, Run Out Empty, and Comatose. We did three songs back in October of 2021. 20, uh, and we, so the, the guitars were done in like two days. And then the bass was done in like a day. It didn't take that long. And then the drums, it took a day. And then my vocals took two days, one day for mains, and then the other day for harmonies and like um, 
like backing vocals and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. And then he mixed it and sent me like a, a cool like mix of it. And then I either give him the go ahead or I say, I write out notes, which I do. I write out like a whole long mm. thing of notes. Like, hey, can you do this? Can you add this? Can you take away this kind of thing? And then after that, he brings me back like a full, like full mix of the songs. And then I take it to mastering. Mm. Awesome. Fascinating so, what's, uh, so how long has this album been out then? This album has been out since March. Okay. So you guys are, you've been writing some more songs in the, in the interim for the next? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm always writing, but um, cool. we're thinking of releasing a single in the fall. All right. We'll definitely keep an, keep an eye out for that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, you're the band. So that is all the time we have on Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to uh, Villavent. And uh, where can we send our listeners uh, to hear more of your music? Yeah. Oh, um, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can follow me on TikTok. My handle is at Villavent, um, at Villavent Blocks for Facebook. And then I have a website, www.thisisvillavent.com. Villavent spelled V-I-L-I-V-A-N-T. And on the website, you can get information on like any upcoming shows I'm doing, ticket links and all that stuff. We'll definitely uh, have links to all your stuff on the show post at uh, songtalk.ca for this episode. And uh, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So please send your comments on Facebook or Instagram to at songtalkradio or send us an email feedback at songtalk.ca. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes and subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on Song Talk Radio on our resources page on the website. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup, whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend. Bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songs writers stop by songtalk.ca for the link you can follow me at neilmodi.com you can follow phil at philemory.ca and and bill of what's your what's your go-to social media it's bill it's uh sorry instagram Instagram has you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, be like, my name. <laughs> yep. And uh, be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on writing. writing. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah.